0: Previously on the Loyal Littles podcast.
1: Buckaroo Bonsai, Peter Weller, who played Robocop, Uh plays a black belt neurologist, astrophysicist, special forces operative who travels around in his rock and roll tour bus with his bandmates that are also similarly talented. Included among them is a man named New Jersey, who wears a cowboy hat, played by Jeff Goldblum, who's a fellow neurosurgeon, and they fight a group of aliens that are led by John Lithgow and Christopher Lloyd, who have invaded Earth and are trying to take over. Okay. (laughs) This sounds like Mars Attacks, one of the greatest casts assembled of all time. One of the worst movies I've ever had to sit (laughs) through. Welcome yeah. back to the Loyal Littles Podcast.
0: On the WTFC Podcast Network.
1: Merry Christmas, Roxy.
0: Merry Christmas, Chuck. Merry Christmas, Little. <laughs> Yes. Hi. Wow. He's in the house for the holiday. Long time no talk. Happy Seriously. Holiday.
1: Chuck, are you freezing your chestnuts off out there in the Midwest? My tontons.
2: Yes, I've frozen my tontons off. Don't go outside. No, <laughs> That's,
1: That's the only reason he's here, because he can't go outside. <laughs> yeah. In the Midwest. Chuck. <laughs> I'm
2: stuck. I'm miserable. From that opening,
1: have you ever seen or heard of the movie Buckaroo Banzai? No. Good. No, no, no. Good.
2: Okay. Sorry,
1: I cannot say I have heard of Okay, yeah. well, don't no. feel bad. Neither have we. We no. had no idea. No. However, Eric Landergan, episode four. The Loyal Little's podcast hosts really need to watch this classic. This is how it ends, and the rest of the movie is just as cool. Well, cool for 1984. Well, first of all, Roxy wasn't even born in 1984. Nope. We watched it. It was <laughs> like the end credits. Uh, I
0: mean, I don't know what to oh, say. Oh, that thing? Yes, that I love that we're
1: doing this. She didn't even know what I was talking about. They were just
0: walking. They were just walking,
1: but they were walking in time with the music. I was impressed with that.
0: That's impressive. And they kept adding more people, but
1: that... And Jeff Goldblum in that cowboy outfit was delightful. (laughs) But I know Tiny Chuck has no idea what we're talking about. That's okay. We'll send it to
0: you. You can watch it.
1: All right, but speaking of movies, now, that's not a holiday movie, I don't think. We don't know.
0: I have no idea. We have no idea. They're just walking in time to the music.
1: <laughs> that's all they were doing. That's all I know. We'll, we'll check it out, maybe. <laughs> we'll see how far we get into it. Chuck, really? Merry Christmas. Hey,
2: Merry Christmas.
1: Now, I don't know what this is saying. You have no time for your family on Christmas Day, because this is our holiday spectacular, and you're here, so we're thrilled.
0: We're part of your family. <laughs> that's
1: true. That's true.
2: Yeah, uh, we already opened presents, so it's after that, it's all... Everybody just runs off. It's all downhill from there. (laughs) It's all downhill. Nobody wants to be around anymore. Right.
1: Exactly. Okay. All right. Well, let's get this party started, shall we? We shall. Okay. So as teased and as promised, we're going to kick things off with a little voice memo from Brandon Porzelli, episode
0: 178.
1: Chuck and Roxy, a Christmas greeting to ponder while sipping your flask or while you take a deserved break from your Loyal Littles podcast. While eating cookies and looking slightly pregnant, rejoice in your podcast. It's much better than a hockey segment. We know you don't like the New York in front of the Jets, but let's face it, it doesn't matter. Roxy's with the Rockettes. Someday you'll likely both be so famous. This is my best shot at rhyming with Uranus. I never expected writing a poem would be so rough. All I can say is I've rambled on enough. Here's the finale in one giant spree. You knew it was coming. Merry Christmas and La Cheeserie. Brandon Borzelli, Lebanon, New Jersey. Lebanon, New Jersey. So that's all I can say now. I can't say it a different way. So we
0: No, that's it. We've got the that's official pronunciation
1: from <laughs> Brandon Borzelli. So Brandon, thank you so much for that.
0: That's a great poem. I feel like we
1: have to dissect it, but we're not going to. But (laughs) we appreciate it. Our very first voice memo from Brandon Borzelli. Yes. Way to kick off this Christmas Spectacular episode. Now we're going to do things so out of order, but it's so worth it, Littles. Let's start with our also teased quick holiday movie review. Bear with us because we don't think you've seen this movie yet, Spirited, right?
2: No, I have not. Okay. Well, we teased it last
1: episode, so we're going to quick... Yeah, uh, no we'll spoilers. Try, we'll but try not to give too many no spoilers, spoilers. No baby photos. <laughs> <Okay. Yodas. laughs>
0: All right.
1: But Roxy, go ahead. I mean, you had lots to say, you said.
0: I mean, I give it a four. I give it four trees. Okay. Um, obviously, Ryan Reynolds, I mean, come on. Well, he that, she's definitely, done. I Put mean, maybe four and done. a half. Okay, for him. But yeah, stick a fork in me. I'm done. But- I thought Will Farrell did great in his role. I thought the storyline was really good. The interesting thing for me, I was talking to some of my dressing room pals who have seen it and we all kind of agreed the plot was kind of one level. We were expecting there to be a consequence and there really wasn't a consequence. Well, if this doesn't happen, this happens kind of thing. Also for me, I thought from a dancing standpoint I thought the choreography was super high energy, super fun. The sophisticated ladies, the incredible tap group, I think, led by Chloe Arnold. They were in it and they were amazing. And the rest of the choreography, the rest of the dancers were great. But I Okay, so spoiler
1: alert, Chuck, it's a musical.
0: Right. Oh, but sure. Okay, fine. But I do have to say, I think it was all one level. It was high, 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 high level. The entire show, there was no layering to the choreography, which maybe that was the point but first of all there is a really really good scene with flashlights and that was incredible so that was maybe their level change should
1: i go now because i don't remember a scene with flashlights (laughs) (laughs) that's how much i was paying attention i I thought the storyline
0: was cute
1: well let me jump in there because i thought it was brilliant yeah. I did. The concept of a Christmas carol, which Whoa. I thought right away, mm-hmm. Roxy's going to hate this because you hate the Christmas carol. You hate the storyline of Christmas It just scares carol. me. Well, it scares you, but this was totally jumbled up in a totally it was. different way. It was clever. It was very clever. So yeah. I have to give high praise. I'm giving it two trees just for that. Okay. Okay, because I thought it was very clever. Okay. So if you like, well, even if you don't like a Christmas carol, it works. Absolutely. Because it's the Christmas Carol, but it's not. Right. So that's, a ba- without giving too many spoilers, uh, I don't want to go too much, you mm-hmm. know, and give stuff away. But I thought that was brilliant. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. As far as the other stuff, the musicals and the things like that, I did enjoy it for the most part. I thought the choreography was great, mm-hmm. but I'm not a hoofer like mm-hmm. you. So, mm-hmm. you know, and there were some times where I was like, okay, when's the next song coming? Because it got boring. And then, but for the most part, I liked it. Yeah. So I, I'd say three and a half. Okay. I won't go as high as you. But
0: I mean, I only went higher than you because of Ryan Reynolds. Right. That's let's true. Let's be honest. That's true. Yeah. <laughs> He doesn't do it for <laughs> me. That's uh,
2: yeah. an automatic. At least two 2 He is, he is just oh, no, Chuck
0: chiming in now. He hasn't even just seen the movie. <laughs> amazing. All right, we get it,
1: Roxy. <laughs> okay. All right. Now, on to another movie, real quick, Roxy. I'm going to let you start cool. this email. Okay. So just read the first paragraph and then I'll take over.
0: Okay, hi Chuck and Roxy. I have to share my incendiary Christmas movie take that will probably make Roxy explode.
1: Okay, now the real reason I had her start that because I wanted you to pronounce that word.
0: (laughs) I'm probably wrong. It says, I understand
1: (laughs) the desire to not want to consider Die Hard a Christmas movie. It's an action movie. There is grade A catchphrases. Cursing, generalized European bad guys, (laughs) Ellis. But Die Hard is set at Christmas. And Christmas is part of the overall plot, even though not a main plot point. Okay. Now, here is the decision point. In my and most people's opinion, this is enough to qualify a movie as a Christmas movie. It is 100% reasonable that Christmas, being a part of the overall plot, but not the main plot point, does not meet your criteria for being a Christmas movie. But... If you hold the position that Christmas not being a main plot point of the movie excludes Die Hard from being a Christmas movie, then here are the other films that you must also exclude from being considered a Christmas movie as they fall in the same exact Christmas plot space as Die Hard.
0: Don't even say it.
1: White Christmas. No. It's a Wonderful Life. No. Gremlins. What? Lethal Weapon. Oh, definitely
0: not. The Apartment. Not. No. And The
1: Shop Around the Corner. Now those okay, four yes. I don't even, uh, yeah. Oh, okay. So that one I don't even know. I mean, I know you've got mail.
0: Yeah, and the, I know where you've they all got, came from. She loves male. Broadway show. Right. Okay. Right. Did they say White
1: Christmas? Yeah. <laughs> yes. <I> mean, well, <laughs> hear him out. He's the not title. done. Hold on. Look. What? It's easy to disregard Die Hard as a Christmas movie, but tell someone that White Christmas or It's a Wonderful Life aren't Christmas movies, and Mr. Sawyer is sending you straight to Bellevue along with Chris Kringle. The 1947 Miracle on 34th Street is the best Christmas movie. Not that you asked. Hope you and the Loyal Littles have a Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year. Jamie Armada, episode 153.
0: Okay, there's a lot to unpack there.
1: Well, I get it. I mean, think about it. White Christmas
0: is all about putting on this production for their general on Christmas Eve when it finally starts to snow in Vermont. On Christmas Eve, it's his <laughs> Christmas gift. Their Christmas gift okay. to him.
1: I, look, I'm kind of with you, but I'm going to go to the other side. I'm going to be Wilbon <sighs> on this, okay? All right, but it's just, bec- you just said it. You said it. It takes place on, that's so does Die it Hard.
0: It, it's, it's the overall arc <laughs> leading up to this incredibly awesome holiday and what these two song and dance men and their two... Song and Dance Gals are gonna do for this general that they are so. Just happens
1: to fall around. It could have been Thanksgiving.
0: No, it wouldn't have worked. It could have been Valentine's. It wouldn't have worked. Then you're talking about holiday in. Well,
1: Jamie, I was gonna say Jamie left one off the list. Home Alone is another one. Tell me why Home Alone is a Christmas movie.
0: Because they all leave for the Christmas. But they could have left for Thanksgiving. It's different. But Christmas hits different. (laughs) To a little kid, Christmas hits different.
1: i'm just saying he left one on. um chuck you speaking of so when we called chuck today i said chuck what are you doing and he's like well we opened the gifts blah, 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 but we're about to watch white christmas so i thought this is great i was like so chuck white christmas
2: yeah it has christmas in the title that much <laughs> okay that's a good
1: christmas point movie yeah
2: here's how i feel about die hard is okay white christmas all those other ones that they mentioned the only time of year you watch that is during christmas Die Hard you can watch all year round and you, you don't feel like you're watching a mm-hmm. Christmas movie in July. Mm-hmm. But if you watch White Christmas in July, you're like, wait a minute, this feels weird mm-hmm. because it doesn't fit the you know. Well,
0: here's I mean, I'll still season. watch it, but yes, I agree with you. Here's another
1: one of the criteria is when it was released, and a lot of people don't realize this, Die Hard was released as a summer blockbuster. It was released in July, not There you December. go. But I'm just saying, I'm just saying.
0: Exhibit okay. A. All
1: right, well, we have a lot more to get to. Chuck, all I'm going to say, the Die Hard People family, just want
2: to argue for arguments. Well,
1: I'm just saying, Chuck, you're going to want to stick around for the later. I and mean, we know you have to run because you've got family things to get to, but you're going to want to stick around and at least listen to the end of the podcast. That's all I'm going to say.
2: I'm here for you and the levels. Let's do it.
1: All right. Well, let's get to our one final thing, which wasn't on the docket, Roxy. No, but it's But so after good. two days ago, it now must be. It must be. Let's roll it.
0: Friday Five, Friday Five, oh Friday, Friday Five, Friday Five, Friday Five, oh Friday, Friday Five, Friday Five, Friday Five, oh Friday, Friday Five, Friday Five. Merry Christmas!
1: All right, Chuck. Now we know you're you're not on Facebook at all, really, are you? I have an account, but you you don't really use it, right? You're more the Insta. No, I'm really none of the above, but I do Instagram for sure more than. All right, well you're missing out, Chuck. I have FOMO. You have FOMO?
0: Fear of missing out.
1: Okay. Well, Chuck, (laughs) you're going to want to sign up. That's all I can say. It's the TK Little Smart and Funny Group on Facebook. Little's out there. If you want to join, Claire, don't hate me. But I think it's worth joining. I think he must have. Eric, you must have posted in the other groups for this too, right? These pictures are ridiculous. Mm -hmm. Now, this wasn't even on the docket. But when we saw this... We're like, we have to include this in our holiday episode. So, bravo, Eric Landergan, for this week's Friday Five. Yes. I say it every time. He outdoes himself. Mm-hmm. And, like, we didn't think that was even possible.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: But, Chuck, you're definitely going to want to see these pictures. Yeah. All right, Roxy, what's number one?
0: All right, number one. Do you like eggnog?
1: I've never had it. Chuck? <coughs> what? Whoa, whoa, whoa. whoa. Up the brakes. Never had it. <laughs> You never I don't think I have any. I don't want to drink egg anything so it sounds gross. What's a nog? I, yeah, I don't want to. Yeah.
0: <laughs> oh my god.
1: I mean, I can see if you don't like it, but you've never even
0: tried it. Yeah. Nope.
1: nope. Have you Roxy? No. Noxy hasn't tried it. either. What's a oh nog.
0: That's gosh. why we
2: that's why we, I don't, don't like egg. To go she doesn't like go nog. Out right now. And try some egg nog. <laughs> and do you have some trees. I google like different kinds of egg nog oh. try. Mm-hmm. It just sounds Oh, I love this stuff. I you know, absolutely adore it.
1: All right, you know what I will say in the defense of things that sound terrible? As a kid, I never wanted to try sour cream because I'm like, well, why would I want cream I that's sour? still don't want sour Sounds cream. Stupid. She still doesn't right. like it. I, of course, love it now as an adult, but that's one thing. But so maybe someday I will try it, but not yet. Okay, Roxy, what's number two?
0: Number two, in a Yankee swap, you have a bottle of wine. Do you trade it for something else?
1: Chuck?
2: Okay, bottle of wine or trade? I mean, doesn't Risky. It, well,
1: doesn't Does it matter what kind of wine it is?
2: I yeah, mean, if it's say, maybe it depends on the wine.
1: If it's two buck chuck, yes, without a doubt. I mean, I <laughs> right, like two buck right. chuck. It's now three buck chuck, I think. But um,
2: uh, I think I'm gonna risk it. You know, no risk it, no biscuit. So yeah. why not? <laughs>
0: Well, I'm I think go,
2: I'm gonna trade it in.
0: If it's a bottle of red wine that I actually cannot drink, then I absolutely would trade it. I would also trade it if there's a champagne bottle on the table. But you don't know.
1: You have to then open a new gift.
0: Oh, I, I see. Or is it you all open oh, one right. and then no, you trade?
1: Steals it from you. I don't even know how the game works. But anyway, okay. right. If right, there's I a it. It if depends. there's a
0: bottle of champagne, then I'm definitely trading whatever bottle of wine I've got. Okay. So okay.
1: gotcha. What's number three?
0: Number three, which holiday besides Groundhog's Day would you like to live over and over and over? For me, it would be Thanksgiving.
1: Okay, Roxy's got Thanksgiving. We could pick the same one, but Chuck,
2: what do you got? Mm, Let's see. Yeah, Thanksgiving's a pretty good one. That's a lot of food, though, to eat over and over. Mm -hmm. I think I would go with Halloween because candy. Mm. Wow. (laughs) Okay, that's a good one. And you could dress up different maybe every day.
0: Yeah, that's true. Maybe.
1: I mean, I thought my first instinct was Christmas, 'Cause I love Christmas, mm-hmm. but on the other hand, it's a lot of stress. Yeah. Buying gifts and all yeah. that crap. Yeah. You know, all that stuff. Right. But I love the music, I love yeah. the movies, that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. It's a tough. Yeah, one. I'll go with Christmas, but
2: that's, that's eggnog. <laughs> <laughs> it's definitely
1: about the eggnog.
2: I cannot believe you guys have never tried eggnog in your lives. Never. <laughs> wow. Well, I'm next time we're you with you, Chuck. Dog all right. <laughs> all right, Roxy, what's number four?
0: Number four. Do you have any plans for twenty twenty three?
1: Chuck has zero.
0: <laughs> skip can we,
1: <laughs> can we tell everyone chuck
2: yeah let's let's get it out We're, there
1: chuck it, tiny <laughs> chuck is expecting a tiny tiny chucklet right the tiniest chuck
2: oh, yeah in february, <laughs> february <laughs> a teeny yes.
1: a teeny so we have a, a tiny that's
2: right a, a teeny. teeny
1: okay so first that. of all congratulations i don't think we've ever done that on the podcast because i know we've kind of been keeping it under wraps but there's going to be a, a teeny Chuck running around. A teeny in
0: Chuckette.
2: 2023. Mm-hmm. So, Chuck, yes. has, it's over. It's over. I think February 5th, my plans are pretty much not existent. That's right. Well, so, so congratulations, Chuck.
1: Uh, we're looking forward to it. Yeah, I'm looking forward oh, to yeah. being we're an excited. uncle again.
0: I know. Yeah. That's right.
2: All
1: That's right. right. We'll have to get you out of here. All right, Roxy, what do you got?
0: I do have a lot of plans, but I don't really want to say them out loud because um, for fear of what the last couple of years have brought. So I'm going to tiptoe gently into 2023. Okay, and, Jamie. Gill- and, <laughs> and just hope that at least some of my plans can come through. So she's not going to yeah. shout them out. Yeah. I mean, there may be a 5K involved. There may be yeah. a no, no.
1: go gentle. Be gentle.
0: Yeah. Anyway. Yeah.
1: All right. What's number five, Roxy? All
0: right. Number five. What is your favorite season of your favorite show? Ooh. That's tough. Any of the office seasons. Yes.
1: Well, no, no, no. Wait a minute. Pre.
0: I li- yeah, with Michael still there.
1: With my Okay. So that's thing. So three, like I like, like season
0: three, f- three, four, five. Yeah. For the most part, I would yeah. say.
1: Okay. I'm on board with that. I'm going to go mm-hmm. two and a half men seasons mm-hmm. like one, three, wow. four. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I really like the writing in that, mm-hmm. especially when he was a little kid. Mm-hmm. When he got older it got a little not so.
0: Cobra Kai recent Ooh, season.
1: Yes, Cobra Kai season four. Yeah. That was great. Whoa. Mm-hmm. That was really great. Mm-hmm. I mean season one was good too and yeah. two. Then three kinda sucked. Four was great. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. All right, Chuck, you're
2: up. You know, my favorite show is probably I guess it would have to be Seinfeld, just because it's I watch oh, yeah. it so much. Even the reruns, but I don't think I could pinpoint a, a season, season.
0: Yeah.
2: Because yeah. I just, I watch them so randomly. And
0: it's just yeah. that.
2: It'd be more like I could pick an episode, but not a whole right. season. Right. Yeah, you know, sure. Oh, that's
1: got to be the master of my domain.
2: That's the episode. <laughs>
1: <Yeah>. <laughs> that's the episode. There's only one.
2: That's. The, that. There's, uh. Yeah, that would be up there. There's, there are quite a few yeah, that, would, yeah, yeah, yeah. That, are, that are good. So. Yeah. I mean, yeah
1: all right well chuck we've made the littles wait long enough we can't delay this anymore not that we want to but thank you tiny chuck for coming on to say merry christmas and hang out with the littles a little bit on this wonderful holiday episode we really appreciate it
2: yeah merry christmas everybody
0: and a happy new year
1: yes happy new year all right littles it's time for us to give you your christmas present so don't go anywhere
0: we'll be right back
3: Mm
2: -hmm. hi this is Bonnie Burko from the PTI show. You're listening to the Loyal Littles podcast on the WTFC Podcast Network.
1: this holiday episode by Sarah Glassman and this song is called Christmas Eve Love Under the Tree now if you like what you hear you can find all of Sarah's stuff at sarahglassmanmusic.com that's S-A-R-A-H G-L-A-S-S M-A-N music.com you can give her a follow on instagram at sarah glassman music and on twitter at sarah glassman so make sure you do that give them all the follows it really helps and as always we will play the full song christmas eve love under the tree at the end of the podcast All right, all you loyal Littles, we hope you are ready for a big holiday treat. We can't think of a better gift for all you loyal listeners out there, and we certainly hope it'll be 30 minutes or more that you'll never want to get back.
0: Happy holidays, Littles.
1: Please welcome to
3: the podcast, Adam Ferrara. Hey, Adam, how's it going? How are you guys? Thank you so much for having me. And thanks for the Littles for wanting to actually talk to me. That's very nice.
1: (laughs) Absolutely. This is our gift to all the loyal listeners out there. Our special holiday episode. We so appreciate you coming on and being a part of it and for taking the time to talk to the Littles.
0: Yeah. Oh,
3: sure. I, I am one myself. And for those of you who have seen me before, thank you for coming out. And this is a re-gift and we're sorry. <laughs>
1: Well, we've already said, we think it's 30 minutes. We're never going to want to get back. So, you know, Ah. it's like, you know, we're excited for this. So, Adam, what we normally do is we take it all the way back, because I know the littles obviously all know who you are, but we would like Mm -hmm. to know, like, where you grew up, where you went to school, what you majored in, things like that, and how you got to where you are.
3: Sure. I was uh, born in Queens, raised on Long Island, home of one... Anthony Irwin Cohenheiser, And I uh, yeah I grew up a typical Long Island kid. And um, I went to college. And when I got out of college, I told my parents, well, we've done one of your things. Now I'm going to try one of mine. <laughs> and I went down to an open mic. Uh, the East Side Comedy Club, Huntington, Long Island, right on Jericho Turnpike. I grew up in the shadow of that. I grew up and I was always looking at what goes on in there. It just seemed magical to me. And I went in on a, a Wednesday night. It was an open mic night. I got out of school and I, uh, I made the mistake of telling my mother that I was going to go do this. Now, my mother was the original Twitter. You tell her and she blasted (laughs) out to the world. So the whole neighborhood showed up because I was a funny kid. I didn't know if I could make a, I had no aspirations guys of doing this. I just said, I got to try this, you know? So I was a funny kid in the neighborhood and it was a sense of humor where I grew up on Long Island. It was a coveted thing because it kept you from getting beat up on a school bus, you know? Mm -hmm. And- Mm -hmm. Uh, it was a way to fit in in my family. So my whole family and the neighborhood showed up, and we sold this little place out on a Wednesday night. And I'm like, I got to be funny. I'm not going to be able to leave my house. These people be relentless. So I went on, and when they introduced me, they started heckling. So I know how to do that. That's my house at any meal. You know, that's how you deal with that. So I just unloaded on everybody. I killed, but then I quickly realized I can't travel with an entire audience. I don't have the budget. So what I. Uh, uh, I just kept going back because I liked it. And the next night I did the, the written stuff. Well, the next time I went back, I did the written stuff I didn't get a chance to do that night. And then I uh, I was like, oh, okay. I see how this can work. But I still got that buzz, you know?
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Wow. Now, what was your major in
3: college, though? I went to Marist College in Poughkeepsie. Mm-hmm. I majored in finance. And uh, I can't balance my checkbook. So <laughs> that was I, just, I went. <laughs> my parents, my parents say to, said to go. So I went. And I made friends I thought I'd have forever freshman year and then, then the next year you come back and you're like oh this guy's drinking too much this guy's a drug addict this guy owes me money i gotta get the hell out of here so i went i went home back to long island every weekend because it was only a two and a half hour yeah. drive and i went to, i worked at the wall women fence company on route 110 I, I always worked i always had to work so i was driving forklifts and, and driving trucks and putting sheds in backyards and digging holes and stuff and then i would drive back up uh and go to school monday through thursday and then get the hell out of there wow. and i was in a band The first year of Marist, I was in a band. We formed a little bar band, and it was fun, you know, but then I was like, "Mm, I got to get out of here. So
1: Wow, and so why Marist?
3: Was that high on the list? Because I'm from up there, actually. They accepted me, Chuck. It's not that hard to figure out. I wanted to go to Emerson, and they said, thank you, no. So, all right.
1: (laughs) So Marist it is. No, I used to drive by there all the time when I'd hit the Poughkeepsie train station because I'm from Albany area and uh, mm-hmm. to come down to the city. Yeah. Yeah. I used to, and I always used to think that should be on the list because I drive by it every weekend, yeah. but I ended up going to Hartwick instead and only on to New York. That's cold. A, yes. Very cold. Very, very cold. Okay. So you get done with college and you're like, well, I'm going to try something different. I mean, did you have a backup plan?
3: Well, I got out of college mm-hmm. and I got a job uh, selling binoculars at boat shows. You know, I was <laughs> That's right. I, I always, I owned it, my father owned a kitchen and bath company. He would do custom kitchens and bathrooms, and he would always work with his hands. and And I always, he always had work for me to do. But I don't have the if then go to statement. The uh, that mechanical ability. Right. Um, I love cars, you know, but I can't fix them. My father can fix them. I can't fix them. Gotcha. We were working on a car. I was a kid, you know. I, was, I always wanted to be like my dad. And I was working on a car, and it wasn't going well. Oil was leaking. Blood was spurting. Wrenches <laughs> <is> falling. <laughs> My father is standing in the doorway watching me. And he's smoking a Lucky. Takes a long drag off his Lucky. Comes over. Puts his hand on my shoulder. I'm sweating. He's like, son, you're going to have to get a job. You're going to have to work at something the rest of your life. This ain't it. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Wise.
3: <laughs> so I, when I got out of college, I forget how I got this gig. But I, I would drive to boat shows and set up binoculars and sell binoculars to, be, to the telescopes and binoculars. Wow. And it was taking me away from stand-up because I started doing it. I was like, I want to do this, but I got to travel. I said, if I'm going to be on the road, I'm going to be on the road selling friggin' binoculars. i want to be on the road doing stand-up. Right.
1: right. But I
3: couldn't, wasn't making any money. So I found a job at the Long Island Savings Bank on Route 110. And, and it was the corporate offices, so they had a kitchen. For the executives, because the executives were there, they were all 67-year-old guys with dietary needs. So they said, you know what? We'll make our own kitchen. So they had their own kitchen in the savings bank. They had a chef from Italy. They had a uh, waiter from Italy. And they needed a dishwasher. And I applied for the job. It was 9 in the morning to 3 in the afternoon. And I could do it if I didn't sleep or I was hungover. It was a dishwashing job. (laughs) You know, you could yeah. it's not a lot of taxi stuff, you know, and if, and if I really was hung over, I wouldn't even wash the silver, I'd right? throw it behind a walk-in box. I don't know what happened, people are taking it all. home. So <laughs> I would do that, but and it was a bank job, so I got benefits too. Wow. But I was I was starting to do stand-up and I'm starting to make some money doing stand up. So I would put that salary in the bank and just live off whatever I make doing stand up. Mm. And then it came time where I had to do a weekend. I got a weekend in Syracuse, New York, at a club called Wise Guys. I was hosting for Martin Lawrence, actually. He was the headliner, so I get the gig, and I'm. I, it was the first time I remember working a club that says comedy club. You know, mm-hmm. I was working these bars and this, you know, so you never knew what you were going to get. Line. This was actually, right, yeah. yeah, yeah, bar and bar rooms and they they pay out of the cash register, and, and sometimes they go, "You want green or white?" Which means you want money or coke. I said, "On um, what you're paying <laughs> me, I'll take the money." So. <laughs> So this was the first big time, you know, when I was hosting, and I had a drive of the Syracuse. So I said, listen, I can't come in Wednesday, and I'll be back Tuesday. So I, I need Thursday, Friday, Monday off. They said, we can't give you those days off. I said, all right, I quit. Wait, what? I quit. I'm sorry. Thank you. This has been fun. They're like, you can't quit. I said, listen, I'm leaving. The only question is, am I coming back? That's up to you. This is what I need. You let me know. Right. So the guy went like this, <sighs> because the guy, they didn't want to do the dishes. There's no mystery like we can't function without him. They didn't want to wash dishes. That's oh it. Right. I said, leave with me. I'll do more Wednesday. I don't give a shit. Yeah. Do whatever you got to do. I'm not coming back. <laughs> it's a dishwashing gig. What am I leaving behind, right. you know? Right. So I got away with it. And then uh, finally, I was just, I was getting too much stand-up work and I had to quit. Wow. wow that's a Great problem to and have. You know, you know who wanted that job as soon as I quit? <laughs> Kevin James.
1: Seriously? No way.
3: We were sharing an apartment at the time. He was working for Granger, the supply house. We were sharing an apartment at the time. And he's like, you think they'll hire me? I said, I don't know if you qualify. Do the dishes. Let's see. <laughs> Let's see.
1: <laughs> you don't do them here. <laughs> no.
3: Oh, my gosh. Wow. That's so amazing.
1: So, okay, now yeah. fast forward. So, and obviously you've had this great career. And how did you get involved with Tony and meet him and all that stuff?
3: Uh, I was playing the DC improv and, um, I was a fan of the show. You know, I was a fan of PTI mm-hmm. and then I found the podcast and uh, it was still on the radio then. So I was a fan of the show and, uh, I reached out, uh, I had, I think the club reached out. They, they gave me my press schedule. So I had radio and TV and I said, I'd love to do the Tony Kornheiser show. So I think they reached out to Nigel, mm-hmm. He came back. Uh, of course we'd love to have him. And then I started talking to him and, Probably the sweetest guy in the world. And he said, you know, I do some stand-up. I said, come down, to do a spot. He goes, you're kidding. I said, no, come on down. And he came down. He did five minutes. And I did, I made Tony laugh. Oh. And I later found out that I got my first appearance on Tony's show with Nigel's recommendation. Because Tony, you know, so yeah. I made Tony laugh. So he was like, oh. <laughs> yeah. right. You're in. You're right. in. That right. wasn't a long car ride home, you know. So that's that's good. And I made Jeannie laugh. I remember her. Oh. Making her laugh. And so Lizzo was there. And it was fun. It was. That's when it was at the station, and I did it a couple times at the station. Then I did it a couple times when he was at the country club. Mm-hmm. Then I did a bunch of zooms. The zooms, and then um, sometimes I send him in messages and stuff. And he's just a sweet man. He's he mm. he helps people, especially if you're from Long Island. Mm. That's what I, I like about him. Yeah. And I I just I just I resonate with uh with with what I I know him. I grew up with him. Those are the people in my family. Right. So. Right. Wow. Yeah.
1: We've had Kevin and Gary on the podcast and they've said the same thing. If Once you're in, if he likes you, you'll be back. You'll know right away. He's yeah. like, you'll know right away.
3: And they're great. Michael came to see me do stand up. Kevin came to see me. Tony's not coming. Tony's not coming. <laughs> He's uh, not coming. He's yeah. Anne Frank. He's up there hiding from the Nazis. The oh world is coming to get him.
1: All right. And then real quick, before we take a quick break, we do this with all our guests. I mean, I think we have an idea, but where's your sports fandom lie?
3: Oh, I'm a, a professional football.
1: Okay, and your team? Yeah,
3: I'm a, I'm a Jets fan, and that—that's like being in an abusive relationship. You know? I'll change. Take me back. No, you won't. <laughs> even now, even now, with Robert Sala, we're winning a little bit, right? And yeah. then the quarterback. Look, he's got a problem with other people. This is the problem. <laughs> he's not a bad guy. He just—he doesn't know how to communicate. Like, really? This is what we wasted our first-round pick on, and then we had, you know, Mike White. Mm-hmm. Who did great last year, and then I think he, well, the Bengal game was great when he slid down, and it was like we got a quarterback. And then next week with Buffalo, B, he gave up thirty-seven nothing. I went, now we don't, <laughs> and now, now he's back. And, hey, and now he's hurt. Son of a bitch, you know. So, but at least it's sustained encouragement rather than what's that ticking? It's the defense. Wait till December. So now at least there's there's some kind of sustained encouragement. And I like Riley Fowler. And usually, and we're in a, we're in an offensive league with a defensive coach. I, I like what he's doing. I like the fact that he's, he's he's he lets the offensive coordinator run it, and he he's not like you know Belichick. He's got what's his name Bluto, his defensive coordinator, <laughs> calling the plays. If I'm Mac Jones, I'm like really, <laughs> really. <laughs> I got to get out of here. Yeah. Little known fact: Roxy's a diehard Patriots fan.
0: I am. Yeah. 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 Sorry
3: to hear that. Yeah. yeah you know. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So, so's Nigel. Yeah. Uh-huh. Oh, uh huh. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. I had Joe Buck on the podcast, and um, ever since the World Series, he's like, oh, man, why do we got to have him? I go, we're having him because it makes you uncomfortable. <laughs> <laughs> there's an incarnation. For those of you, for those of the littles that don't know, there's an incarnation of Nigel on my podcast. I don't oh, know if-
1: absolutely. We're going to get into that for sure. Actually, we'll do that right now, but let's take a quick break. You can stay around, All right. right? All right. Okay. All right. We'll be right back with.
0: Meet the littles. Smoke balls. him if you got
1: him. Smoke him if you got him. <laughs>
3: This is the Loyal Littles Podcast with Chuck and Roxanne.
1: Welcome back to the Loy Littles podcast. And we are so, so freaking lucky, Roxy. Oh
0: my gosh. We have
1: Adam Ferrara with us. Now, we have to get into your podcast, obviously. Okay. I'm a religious listener. Obviously, we know one of the greats, Mark Stern, is on the podcast as well. But the thing I didn't know if you even know this, and what I love about it is I got Roxy to come along and do this podcast with me, and we are married. Yeah. And that's mm-hmm. one thing I love about you, how you have your wife on the podcast with you. What's that like?
3: Uh, it's, I'm usually wrong and. (laughs) (laughs) Welcome to the club, sir. And even when I'm not wrong, I'm wrong. It's just easy to be wrong (laughs) than it is to put up a fight. Um, basically, no, it's great. I wanted to do something because I'll give you the nutshell idea of what I had was my, the best night's sleeps I ever had is when I was a little kid, I was up in my room and I heard my mom and their dad and my mom and dad and their friends downstairs laughing. Mm -hmm. I don't know why happened a lot my house was the meeting place in the neighborhood so that I wanted to communicate that feeling so the, my show starts with me my wife my pal Mark Stern my producer uh, my producer and pal and my best friend Phil talking about a topic for about 10-15 minutes and there's a subject that connects to a one-on-one interview I've done with a celebrity or somebody really cool mm. and then like any group of friends we talk about them when they leave so then you come back And did you hear, like, did you hear when Kornheiser said that about his fear of airplanes? And it starts a conversation. Uh So that was how I built the show. And Mark Stern actually helped me shape it. You know, when I met him, we were talking. He would come see me, and we became friends. And I was like, I want to do something. He's like, I want to do something, too. I said, what do you think of this? And then we got it working. You know, we figured out how to get it working. And then I built this little studio. I'm sitting in here, like, 45 minutes before the pandemic, they said, stay home. All right, it's done. Okay, good. Let's start making a show. Yeah. Great. Well, I love and Tony it. was one of my first guest. Tony was one of my first mm-hmm. guests. I remember I interviewed him at Chatter after I did a, I went on his show to plug, and then he sat with me at Chatter, and I got to interview him. And I'm just, just a gracious man, just really. Yeah. yeah. Absolutely.
1: And so who's? let's go top three. Favorite guests, or are they all just favorites?
3: Oh, the, the, Tony was one of them yeah. because I was like, Tony was one of them. Uh, Nathan Lane, Mm. uh, he was great. Because I was always – I changed my shirt twice before the interview. My wife was laughing at me. He's like, he's (laughs) married and you're straight. I said, i doesn't matter. I want to be nice. (laughs) I want Nathan to like me. And I didn't know – all right, I'm going to blow my own horn and name drop. Uh, I was doing a movie with Andrea Martin. Andrea Martin played my mom. Mm. And you know know how it works on a set. You get close. You know, we're talking – so I start the podcast and uh, I ask Andrea, I said, listen, I started the show. Can I? She goes, I'm in L.A. I'll do it. She goes, I can't do it today because I'm at the doctor. I got to get a ride right home from the doctor. I said, I'll pick you up. I picked her up and we took her home from the doctor and we did it right at the house. So as we're doing it, I go, I got to, uh, this is, I got to find some guests. You know, I got to book her. But I, she goes, we'll call Nathan. I said, you think he'll do it? He goes, here's his email. I emailed him. He emailed me right back. I thought you'd never ask. I mean, how much fun is that? <laughs> That's so great. How much fun is that? Wow. So he was a great guest. That was that was really a thrill for me. I had uh mm, Joe Buck, like I said, Billy Gibbons from ZZ Top. He oh, was fun. Nice. Oh, this was one of my favorites because I'm a geek. Glenn Johns, uh, the oh. producer who produced, um, he was in the Get Back documentary, the Beatles documentary. Oh. Uh-huh. He produced Zeppelin One. He produced the Who Who's Next. He produced uh, the Beatles Let It Be. Uh, he, he that's him, you know, and he. Wow. Linda Ronstadt, Eric Clapton. He worked with all of them. Mm-hmm. So I had him on. That was a big thrill for me. Bunch of sports people. Tony Wilbon did one for me. And uh, oh, who did I speak to? Well, it was fun to get Edie Falco. It was fun to catch up with her because I was on the show with her. Mm. Uh, and from Heart, she was she she mm-hmm. sang Stairway to Heaven yes. to Led, the Kennedy Center, to Led Zeppelin and the president. Yes. So she's back with her sister, Nancy, and she tells the story on the podcast. And uh, she goes, Nancy leans over to me. He goes, I'm very nervous. And then Anne says to her, can we compartmentalize this, please? I have to go out and sing to these people, all right? I don't <laughs> need your nerves. I have my own. So all okay. oh, I have, Katie Coleman, uh, she was an astronaut. She lived in the space station for six months. Wow. And she plays the flute, right? So she brought a flute to space. She did a duet with Ian Anderson from Jethro Tull. She's in space with her flute. Ian Anderson's on Earth in his flute. <laughs> and they're doing a duet. I've done nothing with my life. <laughs> <Nothing>. <laughs> <laughs> That's
0: incredible. Except talk to them, right? <laughs> yeah.
3: So he was fun, and you know, like just people. You know, what? it's like is having a conversation, like uh, on the show. Chuck Todd doesn't talk about politics; he picks ball games. Yeah. You know, yeah. so yep. I had Michael Imperioli on, and uh, he's a Tibetan Buddhist, and we talked about meditation for twenty minutes. Wow. Two of us that sound like me talking about meditation. <laughs> There's no sustained peace in the world of form, you stupid fuck. You know this is. What it's
0: I love that.
1: Well, this is quickly becoming one of our favorites for sure. Yes. Uh, <laughs> <laughs>
0: all
1: right. Well, Adam, we obviously can't thank you enough for being a part of this special holiday edition of the Loyal Little's podcast. Well,
3: I'm a part of the audience of this podcast. So thank you for well, asking me.
1: Thank out. you so much. Oh, you. And as we know, we're the fun and
3: dumb show. So we've
1: got some fun and dumb questions for you. Roxy, what are we going to start with?
3: All right. What was
0: your favorite toy growing up?
3: Uh, my favorite toy growing up. My father got me a Johnny Lightning racing set.
0: Ooh, Oh,
3: Nice.
1: That was fun. We wanted to cool. kick off for the holiday, Yeah. For our holiday episode. That's what you? I was thinking. Uh, I like this one. We've gone away from it, but we're coming back. If you hosted Saturday Night Live, who would you want uh-huh. to introduce as your musical guest?
3: Ah, wow. This this is good. Okay, this is good. Hold on. I'm, I'm thinking. <laughs> He's dead. Okay. Well, you uh, we know,
1: it's funny that you say that. We've, why don't you go one of each? Because we, we've had people ask, do they have to still be alive?
3: Okay. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, John Lennon. Yes. Oh. Thank you. You know? Yep. But I I want another dead one. Ladies and gentlemen, Aretha Franklin. Oh, Oh, yeah. Yep. Aretha Franklin. Listen, we all have bad days, and lately, they're piling up. But (laughs) when. Son of a bitch. I'm exhausted. I just, I can't. I'm, I'm, I'm. I'm tired of being tired. Does that yep. make sense? I, I can't, get it.
0: I, I absolutely oh. get it.
3: Kicking her face I'm off too, this one. I'm too tired to worry anymore. That's how tired. <laughs> you, you know, when you, do, when you drop food in the kitchen, you're like, ah, oh, three second rule. I got to go get it. I ain't going to get it. I'm leaving it there. Don't I'm care. eating it tomorrow. I know where it is. I don't care. Yep. <laughs> but when I get tired and when I get exhausted, I put on Aretha's version of Bridge over Troubled Water. Mm. Nice. Yeah. I mean, I, I think that can shrink tumors. That's how powerful that song is. Yeah. So. Yeah. yeah. yeah.
0: All right. If you could be a cartoon character for a week, who would you want to be?
3: I would be Richie Rich, and I would drain all the accounts and put my name on everything.
0: All right. <laughs> nice. Nice. I forgot about Richie Rich. I know.
1: I think that's a first for us.
3: I'd actually be Bugs Bunny. I got a review, oh. I think. It was in Washington, too. Uh, it said, Bugs Bunny's alive and well, and his name is Adam Ferrara. <laughs> and that was the best review. Highlight. Like. No, it was, in, it was in Minneapolis. I apologize. It was in Minneapolis.
1: Oh, wow. That's great.
0: That's it. You're like, I can quit now. <laughs> That's
3: yeah. it. All right. If you could
1: only eat three foods for the rest of your life, what would they be?
3: Mm, do I get acid reflux, or I can no, eat anything? you can matter. eat anything. Anything. Uh, my mother's tortellini. Mm, of course. My mother makes tortellini, cheese tortellini, and bolognese. Ah, man, that's good. That's good. Uh-huh. Um, I will have uh, my mother-in-law's tacos. Uh, I, oh. My wife is. My mother-in-law is Mexican. She makes tacos. They're great, Ooh. really. And birthday cake.
1: Yes. yes. Now, what kind of I, birthday cake? Homemade or the ones you get in the store? Like
3: the, no, the homemade birthday cake. She, okay. my, or,
1: you mean homemade. Okay.
3: Okay, cool.
1: Yeah. Can you just say, hey, Ma? Ma, I'm what gonna, do you want to know? Well, she comes on your podcast, so it's like... <laughs>
3: she's coming on for Christmas. Nice. She's Nice. Oh, yeah. that's great. She, she was off at Thanksgiving. She's coming on for Christmas. Oh, she that's a personal favorite of mine. Yeah. I hear
1: your podcast. My mother? yeah. Oh, yeah.
3: I, I think on the Edie Falco, Edie Falco episode of my podcast, I think I told the story when Edie sent her a, a letter which was one of my favorite stories. My, I was, uh, my, my father passed away and my mother processes grief by knitting.
0: Okay. You
3: know, I I have more Afghans than Kabul. My father's been gone. (laughs) (laughs) My father's been gone 10 years. She's still in the black dress knitting. Right. So I get the gig. And, uh, now because I got the gig on working with Edie, my mother is queen of the day room in her complex. She's like, my son is working with Edie Soprano you know so the older girls are going nuts like i thought he was a fireman that's the other show this is so So they all flipped out right so my mother watches all the interviews and edie mentioned me on the tonight show and i happen to be on the tonight show a couple of days later so she's got two kids edie you know they were little macy was little then. so my mother starts knitting winter hats for them for christmas because she says look she's a single mother she's working when does she have time to knit I don't know, Ma. I don't have no idea. So she makes these hats for Edie's kids, and she gives them to me, and they're awful. They're terrible looking. They're like one. The brim is over here. She doesn't know what she's doing yet. (laughs) The head is really big. They're like tiny elephant man hats. They're like from the John Merrick collection. These things are just like terrible. They look like little. They look like Fred Flintstone carried the bowling ball in these hats, right? (laughs) So she's like, I want you to give these to Edie Soprano. I'm like, oh fuck. Okay. So I bring them to the set and I go, Edie, look, my mother made these, they're terrible. She's like, oh my God, that is so sweet. What's your mother's address? So I get a phone call a week later. It's my mom and she's loud, right? She's like, let me tell you what a lady Edie Soprano is. I just got back from the mailbox. This woman walked to a store, bought a card, wrote a letter, licked a stamp, and sent a card to another human being. She didn't push send. She made an effort. Ma, what are you talking about? She sent the letter. Thank you for the hats and everything. Aww. She go- I go, what I'm like, what did you do with the letter? She's like, I had it laminated. <laughs> <laughs> it's in the curio next to the picture of Sinatra and the good dishes. So... So Edie took the time to do that because my mother That's needed amazing. her hat.
0: That is you can
3: so laugh, sweet. Roxy. I'm sorry, they don't know I can see you. You just you're covering it like you don't want to laugh. It's <laughs> our <I> laugh. No. <laughs> We're trying to
0: keep it keep it together. Keep this it together. is so great. This you got one so more. Great.
1: One more. Oh, okay. and
0: then we'll do some oh, rapid fire. Who would play you in a movie of your life?
3: Ah. Who would play me in a movie of my life? say yeah. Mark Stern. It's okay. Mark, it's Mark Stern. Mark Stern. <laughs> In kilt. That's in what I kilt. want him to do. Yes. In a kilt. Okay. In a kilt. And I want, I want to be in hair and makeup, and I want, to, I want to put the mole on his face every day. That's what I want. I yes. I come-
0: yes.
1: <laughs> All right. Let's end with some rapid fire, and then we have a special last question uh, okay. for you. Uh, crunchy or smooth peanut butter? Crunchy. Right.
0: The Brady Bunch or the Partridge family?
3: The Partridge family. Nice. Okay. Cups up or down in the cupboard? Uh, it okay. Any, it's just it doesn't matter. They're incorrect because I'm married, so it doesn't matter how I want
0: <laughs> How would you have them? I'm curious.
3: It, it doesn't matter. I've, I've never really thought, I'll be honest with you. It's, it's never there? now that I'm thinking about it. Well, if I put it up on uh, down, then you're going to get mold. If I put them up, I'm going to get bugs. So, what do I want? What do I want? Dust molded. or mold molded dust. <laughs>
0: That's a good point. <laughs> you kind of can't win.
1: I love the next time we, we interview a little, yeah. we're going to have trouble with these questions. Yeah. Watch,
3: Roxy. All
0: right. Uranus jokes, not funny or never not funny.
3: They're funny when Tony you says them. Yes. Right. Mm-hmm. Yes. Just Tony do that on PTI. I'm just going. I know what's coming. You know it's coming. I'm like Tony. Yes. That punchline has a police escort. Everybody
1: knows it's coming. <laughs> but isn't it so like deflating when they don't go there though? There's once in a blue moon yeah. where, where it's you set think, up perfectly.
0: You think they're I mean, going there? And Wilbon's then they don't. right there. Here
1: it is, Tony, and then he says something else. I'm so, like, so no!
0: disappointed.
1: <laughs> oh, I get so yeah. disappointed. Yeah. And yeah. let's be honest, it's mainly because Wilbon hates them so much is why we like yeah. them so much. Yeah. so yeah,
3: He was a lot of fun to talk to. I talked to him during the pandemic and okay. I, I wanted to ask him, about we're both fans of Marvin Gaye. And I wanted to ask him, you know, about that, about Muhammad Ali. I had a bunch of questions. Mm. We were talking about race for 20 minutes because everything with George Floyd was going on. Yeah. Yeah. And right. at the end, I think he actually said, he goes, this was a good conversation and one that I think we needed to have. I go, yeah, thank you. So yeah. Good. Yeah.
0: So, yeah. Wow. Okay.
3: I mean, he was a very smart man. I really enjoyed that conversation. Yeah. I'm that sorry. I've,
1: now that I've met Tony, I would love to meet Will Bond someday, mm-hmm. too. That'd
3: mm-hmm. be for sure. Yeah.
1: All right, Adam. One more quick one. This came from a fan. So quick shout out to Patrick Smith, Smitty Scoop, on our podcast. He's the gentleman that saw you and that approached you and said, hey, there's this Little Little's podcast. And we oh, yeah. would have never yeah. gotten connected.
3: Hi, Patrick. Hello, Patrick. Thank you for coming to my show, and, and thanks for hooking me up. I had a good time.
1: All right. Well, he said, ask Adam to explain his position on the chocolate-covered pretzels at Whole Foods and whether Tony shares the same opinion.
3: Oh, they're good. They're good. <laughs> I,
1: I don't know what that means, but that's what he asked. Okay.
3: <laughs> I, I think I might have told the story on the podcast. We go, we're walking, me and uh, Stern were walking into... Uh, Whole Foods once when well, he came out to visit me, right? So we stay in the house for a couple of days. So we, we take a walk down by the beach and there's a Whole Foods by the beach. So we're walking by, you know, the bins?
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah.
3: So we go by the bins and I take a bunch of, I took a handful. just, I just stole a handful of chocolate covered pretzels, handed him one <laughs> and he ate it. I go, now you're in. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, "What?" He goes, "Yeah, they just saw you eat that on the camera. Now you're in. You got it." So because every time I go in, I eat them, right? And it's so expensive there. I'm like, you know, this should be a courtesy. Right. So I walk around. Right. Yeah, and I got—I actually got—I got caught once. And the guy goes, "Uh," and I saw him. He, he clocked me because I'm mm. like. He's got me, right? So I'm I'm shopping and I had my headphones on. So I make believe I'm on the phone, Mm -hmm. right? I'm making believe there's nobody there. I make believe I'm on the phone. I know he's coming. He's standing right by the checkout. So I'm like, what do I do? I got to, I went to Bugs Bunny. Think fast, rabbit. So I look at the lady. And you could see him. He's just waiting to bust me. So I could see him looking at me, looking at me, looking at me. He's fuming. He's fuming. And all of a sudden, I go to the checkout later. I said, I am so sorry. I'm hypoglycemic. My blood sugar was dropping. I took a couple of pretzels so I wouldn't pass out. Can I give you ten dollars just because it wasn't right, but I had to do something? She goes, "Sir, please keep your money. Are you okay?" I'm like, "I, I, I, I could sit down for a moment. May I sit over here?" And I just sat there <laughs> and I'm fanning myself like a southern lady sitting on a porch. Like, "Why, well, Colonel? If I didn't know any better, I'd swear you were flirting with me just to turn the friggin'." I, I sat there as she brought me water just to watch him walk away. <laughs>
1: That's, a, that's like the whole grapes thing, right? You have to try them before you buy them, right? Yeah. I mean, that's yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, the
3: same kind of thing. But I got this weird thing in my head. Like, they, I don't, these don't have any calories if I don't pay for them. If I eat right. them while I'm walking. <laughs> You're walking it off.
1: Oh exactly. I'm
3: walking it off. Yeah. Wow.
0: That's amazing. That's great.
1: All right, Adam. Our stomachs can't take much more. Right, <laughs> you know, plug everything. How, tell everyone about the podcast. What else? Where are you performing soon? Where can oh, we come see be- you?
3: It's the Adam for our podcast. 30 minutes you'll never get back wherever you get your podcasts. Um, uh, I want to thank the, the Littles for, uh, for subscribing to it, listening to it, and coming to see me live. If you want to see me live, I don't know when this drops, but New Year's Eve I will be in Las Vegas uh, at the San Diego's Casino. Uh, then I, I know I have Indianapolis coming up. I'm going home to Strong Island. I have governors coming up in uh, February. I think I'm in New Jersey as well in Wisconsin. So there's a whole list of uh, tour dates on AdamFerrara.com. Please come. And if you if you do make any of the gigs, please come up after the show and let me shake your hand. I want to thank you for all the love and support. And I want to thank all the littles. It's nice to belong to a family. Thank you for having me on.
1: Absolutely. Wow. And we'll make sure we put all that in the show notes for yep. you. And what we do lastly is as an homage to the big show, we'll get you
3: out of mm-hmm. here on this.
0: All right over or under
3: oh it doesn't matter it, i have a wife so it doesn't matter because if i had, it wouldn't be on the roll it would be sitting on top of the toilet so i could wrap it around catches mid-style like gary carter that's how i would like to get in there and clean everything out.
0: what a all visual
3: right. all right i'm gonna need a second here
1: um, all right adam thanks again once again happy holidays all you loyal listeners we really appreciate it
3: The cheesery, be well and be happy.
1: Thank you. The cheesery, sir. Appreciate it. All right, all you loyal listeners, we'll be right
4: back. This is Lee Gordon, and you're listening to the Loyal Littles Podcast on the WTFC Podcast Network.
1: Welcome back to the Loyal Littles Podcast. And Roxy. Chuck. I mean, Adam Freakin' Ferrara. Wow. I mean, what more can we say? We hope you littles out there enjoyed that as much as we did. And I mean, now most listeners would say, well, how the freak are they going to top that? Right. I mean, w- what could we possibly do to top <laughs> Adam Freaking Ferrara? Okay. Uh-huh. Well, I mean, we're going to try, Roxy. I oh, mean, of course. I, I mean, how about A Visit from the Big Man? <gasps> Do we know what that means nowadays? I mean, a visit from the big man. We cannot call this five mediocre minutes, but he has a special treat for us, and he's had a busy night. I mean, we can't thank him enough.
0: He should be sleeping right now. He should be sleeping,
1: but no. He said, nope, this is for the littles. We're going to do it. Please welcome to the podcast...
0: Santa! I know him.
4: Hey, Santa. How's it going? Ho, ho, ho! Hello, Chuck and Roxy! Oh, how are things going? And Merry Christmas.
0: Oh, Merry Christmas <laughs> to you, Santa. I am so excited. Santa, why aren't
1: you in bed? I know. I mean, hello. This is fantastic. Well, you know, anything for the Littles. (laughs) Ho, ho, (laughs) ho! Now, give us a quick report. How did
4: everything go last night? Everything smooth? Oh, everything went wonderfully. All the boys and girls out there all over the world, hopefully they got what they wanted. (laughs) (laughs) Ho, ho, ho! Excellent. That's so good to hear. But we also hear
1: that you have a little something for
4: the Littles. Yes. Yes, we made a little special surprise just for the Littles. (laughs) All right, well, let's get
1: right into that. Take it
4: away, Santa. Twas the night before Christmas, and up in the tower, everyone was partying except one wallflower. John McLean missed his wife. Things just weren't the same since Holly had moved west and changed her last name. He tried to win her back, but still she said no, while unbeknownst to them, there was trouble below. A truck had pulled up, and who should disembark but fourteen men whose intentions were dark? They spoke not a word and unloaded big crates. They cut the phone lines and locked all the gates. Carl swept the ground floor, shooting every guard dead, while visions of bearer bonds danced in his head. John took off his shoes, making fists with his toes. "'It actually worked. "'Well, what do you know? "'When out in the lobby there arose such a clatter, "'he sprung to the door to see what was the matter. "'When what to his wondering eyes should appear? "'Holy crap! "'There are terrorists here!' "'John hid under a table where no one could see "'and watched Hans question Mr. Tagagi. "'I'm going to count to three. "'There will not be a four. "'Give me the codes to open the vault door.' "'I don't know the code, so go ahead and shoot.' "'Okay,' said Hans Gruber, and ruined Tagaki's suit. "'John tried to call the cops by pulling an alarm, "'but instead called the bad guys who tried to cause him harm. "'But John killed Tony, who had very small feet, "'and sent him to the terrorists as a yuletide treat. "'He put a Santa hat on the German and eyes all aglow, "'wrote, "'Now I have a machine gun!' (laughs) "'Ho, ho, ho!' "'Carl was furious. "'Tony was his brother. "'He chased John across the roof, "'and they shot at each other. "'John was able to escape through the ventilation shafts. "'Come out to the coast,' he sighed. "'We'll have a few laughs.' "'At Nakatomi Tower, Sergeant Powell appeared. "'He checked the whole lobby and saw nothing weird. "'He was pulling away but didn't get far "'before Marco landed on the hood of his car.' Powell drove away backwards, screaming in fright. Welcome to the party, pal, John yelled with delight. More police arrived, the FBI and the SWAT team, but Hans didn't mind, it was all part of his scheme. More rapid than eagles, his henchmen they came, and he radioed and shouted and called them by name. Now Eddie, now James, now Franco, now Uli, on Fritz and on Carl, hair long and on Rulli. They shot the SWAT tank with a surface-to-air missile and knocked it away like the down of a thistle. Now John McLean was angry indeed. He blew up two terrorists and called them jerkweed. Ellis told Hans, "'Buddy, I'm your white knight.' Hans shot him dead, giving the hostages a fright. Hans went to go check on the explosives' fuse and saw that poor John wasn't wearing any shoes. John fled from Carl and Hans, but alas... He had to run barefoot over sharp, broken glass. His feet, how they hurt, his soles, oh, so bloody. John crawled to the bathroom and called his good buddy. John was weary and ready to throw in the towel until he got a pep talk from Sergeant Al Powell. Powell was chubby and plump, a right jolly old cop, and he trusted the cowboy in the tattered tank top but a reporter was probing into McLean's life and revealed that Holly was actually John's wife. Hands quickly flipped over the cold picture frame. It's a pleasure to meet you, Mrs. McLean. His clothes all tarnished with ashes and soot, John staggered to the roof, bloody and barefoot. The explosives were wired to the rooftop with care in hopes that the hostages soon would be there. John warned everyone the roof would soon blow as the chopper strafed him with high-powered ammo. Around his waist he tied a fire hose tight and, screaming an oath, jumped into the night. He dangled in the air and gritted his teeth while flames encircled the tower like a wreath. Fiercely fighting his way back inside, John yelled, "'Hands!' He was done trying to hide." He limped to the vault like an old man on crutches, only to find Holly in his filthy clutches. John dropped his gun, put his hands on his head. It seemed like he and Holly would soon be dead. But with a secret gun taped to his back, he shot Hans in a surprise attack. Hans fell out the window, still holding Holly's arm, and slowly, deliberately raised his firearm. The tenacious villain held on by his nails till John unhooked Holly's watch and said, Happy trails! Bearer bonds fluttered like fresh fallen snow as Holly embraced her blood spattered bow. So, Merry Christmas to all! Be kind to one another, and most of all, Yippee Kaye, mother!
1: Oh, Santa. I don't know, Santa. I think that might put you on the naughty
4: list, Santa. (laughs) No, 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 no. No, Santa's never on the naughty list. I bought that book at Aaron's Books and I used the code. (laughs) Good for you, Santa. Now, we do want to give proper credit. The
1: book is called A Die Hard Christmas. It's written by Doogie Horner and it's illustrated by J.J. Harrison. We wanted to make sure we do that. All right, well, Santa, we can't thank you enough for that specialty treat. Oh I mean, gosh. I think Roxy was cringing here the whole time. You kind of enjoyed it, Roxy. I
0: did. I mean, listen, any book read by Santa himself right. is going to be a great book, and I'm going <laughs> to enjoy it. So, I mean, that was incredible. All right. Incredible. Well,
1: well, Santa, now what's on tap for you? What, do you? what does Santa do on December 26th? Well, you
4: know, I've had a busy day, <laughs> and so it's time for me to relax a little. Go to the South Pole! Oh. ho, ho! <laughs> And
1: Mrs. Claus, what do you did? Do you guys go on vacation? What What's next? Well, yes, we'll take
4: some time off, and uh, we'll let somebody else bake the cookies for us <laughs> instead of Mrs. Claus doing all the baking, and we'll just relax. I think we'll perhaps we'll go to Florida. <laughs> <laughs> oh, 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 that sounds that lovely sounds and lovely. so well deserved.
1: Absolutely. Well, Santa, we can't thank you enough for coming on and taking the time after your busy night to come on and read the little a little special Christmas story. Yes, it's great.
4: Well, yes. it's always my pleasure to do what I can to make the littles happy.
1: Oh, oh, oh! <laughs> all right, Santa. Well, please give all the elves and the reindeer our best. Yep. We really appreciate you taking yep. the time. And, and Mrs.
0: Claus, too. And
1: get some well-deserved rest, and hopefully we'll talk to you again soon. Yes. You know, one of our reindeer is
4: named after Roxy. It is? dancer.
0: Well, <laughs> 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 you know dancer was always my favorite. Of course. Absolutely.
4: All right, well Santa, thank you so thank much you again. Santa. We really appreciate it. Anytime, Chuck and Roxy, and merry Christmas all you little's out there. Oh, oh, oh.
1: All right, Roxy. What's next, Roxy?
0: Well, we got to go spread some Christmas cheer. So. <laughs> That's
1: true. So let's get out of <laughs> here. Tell everyone how they can get in touch with us, Roxy.
0: You can go to our website, loyallittlespod.com. Everything is there. Our email, which is wtfcpodnet at gmail.com. Our Twitter, which is at loyallittlespod. Our Instagram, which is the Loyal Podcast, And our Facebook, which is the Loyal Podcast.
1: And don't forget, if you do listen to us on iTunes and Apple, please give us a nice rate and review over there. We really appreciate it. Once again. Thank you so much to the one and only Adam Ferrara for coming on to meet the Littles. It's such a treat and such a gift for all us Littles to have you on the podcast. We really appreciate it. And thank you again, Santa, for coming on and reading us that delightful story. Yes. It's such a good story. (laughs) And also thank you to the one and only Lee Gordon. If you know, you know. All right, Roxy. I think the shopping has been done.
0: It should have been. It should have been
1: done. But just in case, you know, there were times when I was on tour where I would wait. Yeah. I'm being honest. I I would wait because I had to travel with all my stuff back. You know, I'd be coming back from White Christmas and I would wait till January.
0: But you would get all the good sales. I would get
1: all the good sales. Mm -hmm. So... If you are like me those years, not this year, but in the past, and you are out shopping online tonight, don't forget for all your stick grip needs, you go to
0: stickgrip.com.
1: Or for all your fog-free eyewear needs.
0: Go to fogfreeeyewear.com.
1: And if you want to get a book, there's some good January reading, I'm sure, that needs to be done.
0: Go to aaron'sbooks.com.
1: And don't forget to use the code. Use the
3: code. LLpod.
0: Merry Christmas.
3: Tony's not coming.
4: But I've got memories to keep. <laughs> it's Christmas Eve in my hometown. Families laughing, dancing to the sound. It's Christmas Eve all
0: around. East side, west side, uptown, downtown, gather around. Christmas Eve, black tidies, this and so. i podcast is produced by the wtfc podcast network and edited by lewis b crocco and the loyal littles podcast logo is designed and drawn by eric lonergan
3: now you're in
0: holy crap
3: oh yeah